welcome to the Group Home Riches Podcast. If you have the desire to be your own boss, create your own schedule, and become financially free while at the same time helping people in need, then you've come to the right place. At GroupHomeRiches.com, we teach people exactly like yourself how to get started in the group home business, and on this podcast, you're going to hear their stories firsthand. Nicole, thank you for joining us for our second discussion. <laughs> this is a uh, we had a great talk yesterday. Full disclosure, we had some audio issues, so this is going to be round two. And by audio issues, I mean that uh, I forgot to record it. So, <laughs> Nicole, it is okay. It, hey, it is you know okay. what? The conversation was so good that it's it's good that we're going to have a round two. I bet you know. Right. We probably forgot to mention something. You know, everything happens for a reason. So, That's uh, right. Andy and Nicole, thank you for joining me again. <laughs> Uh, yes, sir. Nicole, you know, let's hop back into it. We'll keep kind of keep the same structure. Why don't you just tell the folks out there a little bit about your background, you know, what you were doing before you found us and what made you even want to look up how to start a group home? Why did you find yeah. us in the first place? Okay. 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 Cool. So I am a mobile home investor now full time, but prior I was a school social worker, a high school social worker. I did that for eight years and I freaking love my job, but guys, I was living paycheck to paycheck. I had took on a role at my high school to be the cheerleading coach and I had never cheered a day in my life. One, it was to help, and two, it was to get a stipend, okay? Let's be honest. So as a single mom at the time, I accepted the job because I needed something that was on the school schedule, and I also wanted to be a school social worker. So with that being said, I was happy at my job. I loved it, but I was living paycheck to paycheck. So I decided I wanted to get into real estate. So I got into real estate. With single family homes, I was afraid to fix and flip a house because of the hard money lender loans. So I found mobile home investing and I thought it was the craziest thing. But I'm like, well, let me try it. Long story short, I bought a mobile home investing course March 2020. And April 5th, 2020, I bought my first mobile home. I went through a heck of a lot. I took out a $20,000 personal loan to get started with mobile home investing, and it was amazing. I did really good on the first two homes. By the time I got the mobile home number three and number four, I completely screwed up. I bought two used mobile homes at the same time. Didn't realize, duh, two houses means two handyman crews and more money, little girl, that you don't have. So <laughs> with that being said, one of the houses... <laughs> One of those houses that I bought was really bad off as far as the rehab, because honestly, with these used mobile homes that I'm buying, I normally put it all in about 15 and resell it for about $30,000. And I'm flipping them within six weeks. Well, I got too cocky, like I said, and that last mobile home needed more work than I could see. And I had to leave it alone. Now, all in, y'all, on that mobile home, I spent about $40,000, and I had to get creative and find another exit strategy, and that's where you all came into play. Beautiful. So the background's very similar to a lot of the folks that I come in contact with and that I'm sure are listening to us out there, and same in the, in the group. You know, you probably recognize this. I think it's, it's called the, the caretaker personality. 
So a lot of folks out there, they feel energized by helping people. They usually look for a job that, that satisfies that need. You probably, if you were to take the test, I bet you fall into it. It's why you love doing the social work so much, right? Mm -hmm. You like helping the kids and everything. But, you know, after typically, sometimes it's quick, you know, maybe after a few years, you realize, hey, you're working crazy hours and you hit the nail on the head. You're living check to check for the most part with those jobs. So, and, and Brandon, I wasn't used to getting paid once a month. I was used to at least getting paid bi-weekly, right? Yeah. So I could be partially broke. But now <laughs> I, had, I, I had to receive all my money at the beginning, pay all of my bills and hold on to a little bit for gas and food. Jesus, mm -hmm. help. It was a lot. It was so, a lot, man. What did you think when you stumbled onto uh, like the group home idea, which kind of satisfies that need to help people, but at, at, there's also no financial cap to it. You know, you could go, like honestly, we talked about yesterday, millions possibly. Honestly, it sounded too good to be true. So I got stuck, like I said, with that mobile home and all in, I had spent about 40K because I had to pay for the move twice. Anybody that knows anything about moving a mobile home in the state of North Carolina, where I'm at, that was $4,000 a piece. So I couldn't rent to own or sell or finance this house. Well, again, I got started with my mobile home investing business in during the pandemic, during the pandemic. And during the pandemic, while working full time, I made almost $200,000, right? But that mobile home that I messed up on was just weighing on me. So we couldn't go anywhere during the pandemic. What do I do? Clubhouse came along. Ding! I'm jumping in all these rooms. I'm hearing all these amazing real estate ideas. And I hear someone mention unlicensed group home. And I'm like, huh? You can't have a group home unlicensed. That's not right. You can go to jail. That's not going to work. And so I just started to listen to this lady more and more and more. I'm listening to her talk. She's one of your um, previous uh, students, Tasha. She oh, does yeah. it for nurses. So I'm listening to her more and more. And I'm like, this can't be true. So I love searching the internet. I go to the internet, YouTube. Not a lot of people talking about unlicensed group homes. There's a lot of horror stories. This happened, this happened. I'm like, man, it gotta be something else. I go and I type it in and I find group home riches. And I'm like, I'm going to be honest. It is no way in hell that this course is about to teach me everything that I know. And it's only $179. It's not true. And I was like, you know what? Who cares? It's $179. I'm going to buy it anyways. So I bought the course and I'm like, everything is in here. Contracts, uh, uh, tenant agreements. What type of insurance to say? A list of negotiations, a checklist for um, things that you need in a house. Everything was in it. And I was like, okay, let's see if I can really follow through with it. Even though the course was amazing and it was helpful, the thing that helped me the most was the Facebook group. And I needed somebody to rely on because once I started opening my mouth, and telling everybody how I was going to take one of my mobile homes and turn it into a group home inside of a mobile home park, everybody was like, that's not going to work. First of all, no one is going to want to share a room in a little single wide mobile home. And you can't do that inside of a park. It's not going to work. 
And I'm just like, man, I started getting discouraged because I'm like, I shouldn't have said anything. Everybody's looking at me because, again, I blew up during the pandemic. I made all this money. I was featured in Business Insider. Everybody started following me. And now I'm teaching people how to mobile home invest. So I felt like a lot of eyes were on me. So I started being quiet, moving in silence. Y'all, that is the best thing you can do when you're stepping into unknown territory. So with that being said, I stand here today after everybody told me that I couldn't run a group home inside of a mobile home, inside of a mobile home park. I did something scary. I contacted the park owner. And although I was fearful because I didn't want him to reject me, I pitched him my idea. And he was like, oh, no. Oh, that's like a boarding house, you know. It's going to be this type of people there. I don't think you should do that. I don't think that's going to be wise. And so I'm hitting him with rebuttals. And then I'm like, hold on. What makes everybody change their mind? Money. (laughs) So I was was willing to pay him $500 a month. Now, the lot rent is only $300 a month. And the lot rent is, you know, the amount you pay to have your mobile home there. So he said, well, how much more are you willing to pay? And I said, well, how much do you want? I've learned through negotiating with my mobile home investing. You don't be the first one to make the number. So he said, I think we should do $385. Brandon, what do you think I said? Well, I know you do wholesaling, so I know what you said. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's so much, blah, blah, this. And the inside, I'm so excited. So we went back and forth. And he's like, well, well, how much are you going to be renting the rooms out? And what about this? And I was like, oh, don't worry about that. That's none of your business. And, you know, we have a relationship where we joke back and forth. So with that being said, we settled on 385. Y'all, that one mobile home that people told me that I couldn't do this in, I have one room going for 850, another one going for 700. And in a shared room where the beds, the beds, not the entire room, the beds are $650 a piece. I am cash flowing $2,850 a month on a mobile home with the group home riches philosophy inside of a mobile home park. Boom. Which is now folks out there listening, if you haven't looked into real estate investing, you know, if you go hop on bigger pockets or listen to a real estate investing course or something like that, and they talk about their success stories, and we're talking about the big residential homes after they they find a deal, they fix it up, they do the construction on it. Guys, on average, and Andy Andy can attest to this, most real estate investors look at making two or three hundred bucks per month as a good deal, right, Andy? Yeah, you got to figure if you had pumped for sake of argument, if you had pumped, call it uh, $25,000 into a deal and you're making $200 a month, that's a 10% cash on cash return, which would be frankly a, a home run for a lot of investors. So yeah, I mean, if something like that hit the MLS, there'd be investors, you know, fighting in the yard over it. <laughs> like, ridiculous as that is, you're, you're absolutely right. And then you start backing into it and you're going, uh, this is going to take me 15 years to ever make enough money to retire. And look what you've just done. You've just done it with one mobile home 
that you turn into, we call them group homes, care homes, whatever you want to call them. You're renting the rooms out. You're renting the beds out. It's really a simple concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing that holds a lot of people back, we talked about this yesterday, but, but Nicole, let's go through some of like, what were some of the common things that, you know, not within the group, I guess you probably are one of the only people I know that have done it in a mobile home. But just like talking to your friends and other people in the industry, what were some of the common like detractors that you heard? Oh, I just, that's what I'm saying. Like even my husband, he supports me in all of our businesses, but he was just like, I don't know if people are going to want to share a room in a mobile home. Maybe we should just do one person in a room. And I'm just like, man, what if? Let's just try it. And the scariest thing, because let's be honest now, my my group home has been functioning for two full months. So the month of October, I only had one person in there. Halfway through the month, that's when I started getting more leads, right? Mm -hmm. Because I couldn't fail, y'all. I couldn't fail and I couldn't let my husband down on another idea. Because if you name it, I've tried it. I've owned a laundromat, a vendoring. I've done mobile hair, just whatever I could do to make money. I've tried it. So I've been told no a lot of times with this idea. It was kind of far fetched because even in the group, people were doing this, but in single family homes, no one in the group was doing it inside of a mobile home. So I really felt like the opposite of what Michael Jackson said. You are not alone. I was alone. (laughs) (laughs) I was alone. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, really the simple reason to that is we commonly teach people, hey, try to get as many bedrooms as you can, which is usually going to be like a four or five bedroom residential home. And that's just because the revenue, but it's going to work anywhere. In theory, it could work at an apartment complex, I guess, but you just had you had access to the mobile homes. So you had the one just sitting. So why not? So the first kind of common negative feedback when you were thinking about it was, and this is a common question we get, who would even want to live in these homes? You know, no one wants to share a room, blah, 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 blah. Right. So what happened when you started putting ads out on Craigslist and Facebook? I'm sure your, your phone was silent because no one would want to live in these things, right? Yeah, right. My- <laughs> I'm so glad I got yet another number. So I have three numbers on my one device, one for, of course, personal. Then I have one for my mobile home investing that's always ringing. The group home number did not disappoint. Oh, my gosh. The group home number rings more than, well, I would say about as equal as my mobile home line. And you will get all types of people that will call you that need a room. So The response was amazing, but I feel like what also helped me as well, I posted a lot of ads. No, I did not pay. I posted ads on Facebook and, you know, we buy, sell, trade groups. And I also, I got those strategies from my mobile home investing. I said, who can I market this to? Because it's been three weeks and I only have one tenant. I'm getting a lot of calls, but I need somebody to actually stay. What can I do? So I I knew my population was who I had to think about it. People that are living in a hotel that are paying weekly. And I don't mean like the Hyatt or the Hilton. I'm talking about those low budget hotels. 
Those are people that have jobs, they work full time, they just have bad credit. And why do they have bad credit? Because they don't have any credit. So those are the people I needed to target. So I made bandit signs, guys. Bandit signs are those signs you see when you're driving down the street and it says, we buy houses. We buy diabetic strips. I'm seeing an increase of those. I made bandit signs. Rooms for rent. Phone number. And I posted it at the corner of every budget-friendly hotel. And that, my friend, is how I got my next tenant. My next tenant. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Yep. And that's how I got my next tenant. You all, I did what they told me to do in the course. I I was contacting people at the shelter. I was contacting social services and they were like, oh my gosh, we need affordable housing. This is going to be amazing. We're going to send you so many referrals. Did you hear the crickets? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) It, It was crickets. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I contacted the shelter again, like, hey, don't forget, I still have those rooms. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. We're going to send people your way. And I understand it's November, I think it's like November the 22nd right now. It's a few days before Thanksgiving 2021. And I understand, you know, it's the holidays and everybody's getting busy, but I had to fill my home. Although the lot rent was only three, it's 385, it wasn't killing me. I still wanted to show my husband, y'all, that I, I could do this because I had to get him to trust me when it came to mobile home investing because he was a little leery on that no one's going to buy trailers that business has been phenomenal but this mobile home i really bought too many mobile homes at one time and it just did not work out in my favor so i had to come up with an exit strategy and i'm just so excited that i found group on riches because my plan is like i know a lot of times we hear about multiple streams of income. And we hear a lot of people saying you need to have seven streams of income. My goal is to focus on what is working. So yes, I'm gonna have seven streams of income. I buy and I sell mobile homes. I wholesale mobile homes. Why? Because these homes are personal property. So I'm closing at the what? The DMV office because they're titled just like cars. I have a handyman crew where people need their mobile home fixed. I send them out. That's another stream of income. I work with park owners who have vacant lots and need um, mobile homes in, or they have mobile homes there that are handyman specials that need to be fixed. That's another stream of income. I teach mobile home investing to students. That's another stream of income. And now I have the group home riches blueprint inside of my mobile home. That's another stream of income. So although I want seven streams of income as well, I don't have to do mobile home investing, have a group home, own a trucking company, own an Airbnb. Don't forget crypto. I'm focusing what's working and making that make multiple streams of income for me. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. And Andy, you had some you had some insights on this too. I know that is a common thing and and I know the content and gurus that that you're talking about. It is a common thing that they say, you know, multiple streams of income, but they don't dial it in like you just did. So what are your thoughts on that, you know, very common saying out there, Andy? Yeah, I you know, I mentioned this yesterday and I've said this to a lot of the people that I've coached and mentored and worked with over the years, but you've got to drill for oil 
until you strike oil in that one specific location. And if you get a little oil out of the ground there, keep fucking digging. Okay. It's really that simple. Yes, yes. You got to keep digging, keep digging, keep digging and pump that oil out of the ground. Now, what you're going to realize is that as you start pumping that oil out of the ground, not only do you get oil, but do you also get natural gas? And with that natural gas, some people will just burn it off and it just burns and it burns and it burns and it burns. But guess what? The smart entrepreneur will create that second stream of income from that first oil well. So they're still drilling, they're still pumping oil out of the ground, but that byproduct of call it natural gas, you're not going to just let it flare off. You're going to capture it and you're going to start selling it. Or you're going to capture it and go talk to, for example, like you just said, the Bitcoin mining companies and say, hey, I've got all this energy that's going to, it's going to, it's wasted. It's totally gone. Why don't you guys use it to go mine crypto? This is how you have to think. You don't want, as you just alluded to, you don't want seven streams of income from seven different locations because then you're not focused. You want to focus on one thing and you want to drill, 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 drill and pump that oil out of the ground because I've seen it too. I've seen guys go, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing, I'm like, dude, why don't you just focus on one thing until you're successful? By the way, that's what focus is. Find one course until successful. That's what it stands for. Or focus on one course until successful. So anyways, that's, that's my long-winded way of saying you've got to focus. And the group homes make money. So just keep doubling down. Keep doing it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if, if you're out there looking for a hustle, if you're drawn to group homes, you know, start with that. Drill till you hit oil with group homes. And I find a lot of, a lot of folks, they get into this business. They were in the medical field. They, maybe they started out by renting a property to get that first stream of income coming in. Then they built their income stream up. Then eventually they bought properties. Then they realized, oh man, I should be buying properties at, at a discount. And they've kind of fall into real estate investing. <laughs> so that that's what Nicole and Andy are talking about, that you see these clips, you know, the guru saying multiple streams of income. They don't mean, you know, hey, start group homes, start crypto, start wholesaling, and start doing e-commerce all at the same time. Because if you're trying to do four, five, six, seven things all at once, you're just going to be doing seven things, you know, to be blunt, kind of half-assedly, and you probably won't strike oil with any of them. (laughs) So, Mm yeah, so very cool. So uh, you have multiple streams of income going and kind of all related to mobile homes. Uh, You have the one group home going. What were some of the other, you've proved it, right? You have that first home rocking and rolling cash flow and more than probably more than you ever thought you would. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here's another thing I want to throw out there. I really feel like just listening to people in the group, we get focused on one niche. Oh, I'm only doing disabled veterans. My father was a veteran. I'm only mm-hmm. doing when you are opening up your home, I would highly suggest be open You need to cater to the population that is blowing your phone the fuck up, okay? You got it. Cast a wide net. We try to preach so much, but like, don't listen. You are so spot on. So continue, continue, continue. So listen. So like, guys, when it came to my website, 
I'm looking at everybody in the group and what they're doing. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to make my website. So on my website, I have a link. It says, click here to referral homeless veterans. Click here for families in need. Click here for young children. Like I can't think of everything that's on my website, but everything is on my website. But it's like every population that I could think of is on my website because I didn't want to say, oh, recently ex-offenders, that's on my website because I wanted to cast the net to see who, who wanted to be rescued, who wanted to be helped, right? Because I went in with the mindset of, oh, I know this is going to be for probably for people getting out of jail. Well, honestly, if, if I'm being transparent, when I called a probation officer, she was like, this sounds really good, but no one's going to want to rent from you with cameras in your home. Oh, really? And I was so shocked that she would say that. She was like, I really think you need to take the cameras out of the house. And I, I want to say, lady, you are a probation officer and are aware of what could possibly be happening. It's not like I have cameras in the bedrooms, in the bathrooms. They're only in the common areas, living room, kitchen, front door, back door on the outside, front door, back door on the outside, living room and kitchen on the inside. I don't sit there and watch the cameras all day, but I do want to know what's going on in my house because I don't have a house manager. But with me casting that wide net, the first lead came from Craigslist is a gentleman. He's only there Monday through Thursday. He works out of town. His house is an hour and a half away. And his job gives him almost $2,000 a month stipend to live somewhere. And he said the hotels were killing me. The hotels were really nice, but they were killing me. It was almost um, four to $500 a week. My next tenant, it was a couple. People were saying, you can't let a couple come in the room. They're coming to the house. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. My room started at six fifty. I charged that individual male 700 because he asked to pay extra for the carport. Listen, now I was going to give him the carport for free, but when he offered, why not negotiate? He was like, I want to pay you more. You thought I was going to tell him no. Okay. The couple wanted to come in the couple. Now the older gentleman is an older white male. The younger couple they're in their early 20s and they're a young black couple. They work full time for delivery service companies. They came in. They wanted it as a couple. I said it would be $850. They pulled it out and said, can we move in now? Be open minded. You're not serving all white males between 40 to 50. You're not serving all black females between this age range. Be open minded who's coming in the house. And in my third bedroom, literally are two children. I call them children because one is 19 and one is like 22 who just needed some help. They're working full time. One is at a hospital. One is at a food company working full time. And they just needed a space because of what they had been through in their life. Look, I work full time, just got out of school. I just need a fresh start. And why couldn't they make it in an apartment? Because when you don't have credit, you automatically have bad credit. So I have five people in my home, completely what you wouldn't think my house is filled of. This person is here for that reason, that, 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 and that reason. And they all get along perfectly. But if I would have listened to what people told me that I couldn't do, I would still have one mobile home with one tenant in it and still searching for rooms. I had to be open-minded, right? And then I can't say I have an advantage because as a social worker, I know how to screen individuals. I can get a vibe 
off of uh, body language, the information that you tell me and kind of like what your story is. So I'm just grateful that I was open. I am not going anywhere. You would not follow me on social media and see three months from now that I'm, I'm now selling ring pops. Um, it's not happening. Group homes <laughs> and mobile homes. I'm working on my second group home now. And yes, it's a mobile is in a mobile home. And yes, it's in a mobile home park. I'm not going anywhere. I still can't believe this course is $179. If you were like me and you've listened to every episode on the podcast repeatedly, take action now. We are everyday people taking action. This can be done anywhere. Why? Because no one can tell you that you cannot rent your room out. Why? Because that's discrimination. Bingo. Bingo. Fair enough for housing act. Yeah. Andy hit the nail on the head earlier when he said the business is really simple. And that's, I guess that's our biggest struggle is just getting it across to people, how simple it really can be. So, you know, one common thing, you know, who would want to live in these? We've kind of covered that. Her phone was blowing up guys, you know, look outside, think of how many people need affordable housing. And here's like a really good way to think of it. Like with the bandit signs, Think of how many people are putting out the we buy houses cash signs. Those are all real estate investors, all competing for these deals out there that are basically non-existent now. Mm -hmm. And how many people are putting out affordable housing signs? Nobody. I would say in my experience, there's one person in North Carolina that's doing it. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) that, that just shows you the opportunity there. And uh, Nicole touched on, kind of the licensing thing. You have to have a license to do this, right? We have all the legal stuff broken down inside the gold course, but she summed it up perfectly. No one can tell you who you can rent rooms out to if they try to. It's discrimination, right? So, and then there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we teach inside the gold course. Like for example, if you are, let's say Nicole, maybe you get a call from some caseworkers and they're working with seniors and they are going to need like a CNA on hand. You know how to handle that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> you have to go get a CNA license or what do you do? Mm-mm. You saying that they need a CNA in my group home? Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't provide services. I just rent the rooms. Uh-huh. I'm just it- renting the rooms. And this is another thing, guys. My handyman, when I told him what I was doing, he said, you're not going to be able to do this. My mom owns two facilities. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. He was like, you need to call my mom. I don't want you to get in trouble. We tried to open up a group home inside of our mobile home because we have our license. Y'all, he was telling me that because I told him what my idea was. And again, I started to feel shut down again because he was, I called him my handyman, but he was my electrician. And I was like, damn, am I really not going to be able to do this? But then I said, stand your ground. The course said, you're not providing services. So I said, well, I'm not providing service. He was like, you need to talk to my mom. I set up a call with his mom and she was like, you can't do this. Da, 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 da. I just listened to her go, you know, she was older, I had to respect my elders. And I said, you have to understand, I'm not providing any type of nurse. I'm not getting anyone with any disability or intellectual disabilities. That's what I was trying to say. I said, I am simply renting out the room with everything included except for food, all utilities, electric, water, cable, internet. And she was like, wow, I've been doing this for 30 something years. And I never thought to do that model. I said, well, I can teach you. 
Why do you think she was so like adamant about getting the license and and tried to shift her into into going down the licensing route? Because that is the way. And when people are stuck in tradition, that is the only way you can get it done. The end. The and end. Like I said, she didn't give you the numbers, but I I've talked to people that have tried to go down the licensing path and they've spent up upwards of like six figures, you know, paying consultants, paying lawyers to get through all the paperwork and things yep. like that to get mm-hmm. through the regulations only because they think they have to. And mm-hmm. even her, when she realized how simple it could be, she probably kicking herself like, man, <laughs> like how much time and money and energy did she just sit there and waste when yeah. she could have just, just started like you did. Yep. So, Renting the rooms, not providing service. Now, way to kind of go to scale even bigger, Nicole. So, Andy, you have multiple homes with people that do need quite a bit of services. How how do you handle that? Do you turn them away, or what? You know, well, how do you know? Same thing we teach everybody in the Gold Course. We simply outsource it. So, very similar to Nicole, we don't do any of that work. Those people can come live in our properties, but they are going to use their own caseworkers and their own social workers that are out there. So we basically outsource everything to the home health companies. We let the home health companies and all the healthcare organizations that work with our clients deal with our clients. But all we do is we provide the roof over their head, the bed, the television, the Netflix, you know, just the basic living stuff. We don't do any of the medical. And so it's, it's that simple. There it is guys. (laughs) That's, you know, that's the business model in in a nutshell. So the most simple solution is typically the correct solution. The problem is nine out of 10 people love complicated because that way they can sit on their computer and they can research and pretend to work and this and that, and they never wind up getting anything done, but they're pretending. So the simplest solution is usually the right solution because it forces you to take action. Yep. And that was a lesson learned, uh, Nicole, that you had. I mean, you said you've you started multiple businesses, so you probably learned that pretty quickly. You're not going to make any money if you sit around, you know, designing websites, just reading the course and not taking action, working on flyers and business cards and researching. And I've seen people waste over a year and not even pick up the phone to try to find people. Listen. Um, I can't say too much because y'all may interview her next. She's my friend, but I convinced her to get the course as well for the benefit of the group. She joined the course and she's doing the same thing. And that is my girl. But when I tell you, I got my logo within like six hours off of Fiverr. I paid $10 for it. I contacted her and I'm like, what are you doing? She was like, I have to pick the hue. So it can match my logo and my website. I said, girl, the oh, color God. is purple. Pick purple. And she was like, no, I really want. But, and you know, she's she's very anal about colors and stuff. And I was like, what? again, I was like, well, maybe I should match. And I'm like, hey, 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 do what you're doing. You have a timeline. You've had this mobile home for almost a year now. It is time to get people in this property. So that $40,000 that I spent in, if you do the math, I take uh, 2000 850 bucks, 2850 times 12. I think it's like 26. How much is it? Five, oh, times 12 months is 
$34,200. Y'all, within a year and a few months, I'm going to get all of my money back. You cannot do that with traditional real estate. I would love to argue. Let's argue. You can't. And this is why with mobile home investing and now the group homes in my mobile homes, I'm going to keep doing the same thing because I'm getting my properties for cheap. And now I'm able to provide affordable housing for multiple families, right? Because I'm putting people before profits and I'm still now and I'm making money now for me and my family. And doing it full time, right? So you've replaced. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So I, re- I, I forgot. So I, I retired myself as a school social worker. My last day was September 30th, 2020. And in the same month, I retired my mom. My mom was working in the warehouse. I retired her as well. And she's like, I never thought I would be able to retire this early. And so now, yeah, she's just playing on the slots machines daily. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we talked about this yesterday and you kind of, you kind of hit on it. You know, the ROI, I think you just said it was almost like a, it was almost a hundred percent ROI. So imagine if you went into like a, a typical traditional real estate forum and was like, Hey guys, I'm getting a hundred percent ROI by investing in mobile homes and mm-hmm. offering affordable housing. You would be laughed out of those forums <laughs> by people competing to get a 10% ROI. So mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, this is Nicole is just another walking example of just showing you that the opportunity out there, how there is such large demand for this type of housing. And there's literally there's so few people offering it and getting into the space. So if you're out there, if you're on the fence, if you do have like that caretaker personality, you enjoy helping people, but you are looking to do something, maybe have a little more freedom, make a little bit more money. Nicole, you said that just that one mobile home with the group home, that's pretty much replacing what your full-time job was before, right? It is replacing exactly what and like <laughs> how many hours per week or per month, how many hours per week do you need to spend on on that mobile home managing it? The one that's field? Yeah. I don't spend any time. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't spend any time. What I'm working on now is the mobile home that I have to hurry up and get it up and running by. I'm trying to get that one ready by December the 1st so I can go ahead and have um, people in it. I have a wait list. A lady is like, ma'am, please. I am living in a hotel and in my car because it is too expensive. One night I do in the hotel to wash myself. The next night I do in um, my car. Her and her boyfriend. She was like, "I, I just don't have credit. I'm from out of state. I just got this job. Y'all, people need our help. People need our help. And it'll be pointless for you to purchase this course and not take action, especially since it's so cheap. Don't worry about what about the contracts? Every piece of documentation we need is in the course. And then when you get into the Facebook group, we say, hey, Nicole, do you have SOPs? Yeah, I have them. You want to share? Yeah, we share stuff with each other to make sure that we're doing the right thing. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this now, $179 for what they give you is amazing because my mentorship is nowhere near that price. Amen? Amen. Yeah, you guys better act, act quick. Nicole's kind of convincing us to raise the price, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really good stuff. I really, I'm so grateful you all weren't selfish and kept this information to yourself. 
I always wanted a group home, but I really thought I had to have license. And now I have one and it's functioning well. And I have no employees for that mobile home besides myself and my husband. And all we do is check the rent on the first of the month. And I don't even have to check it. I get an email. Ding! It's paid in full. The application I'm using is called Rent Ready. That's rent, R-E-D-I.com. Payments just come in automatically. Um, my tenant hit me up last week. Hey, can you help me? I lost my key. I need a replacement key. I said, sure thing. I have a lockbox code on the door, so I don't even have to go. He pays me my fee, and I send him the code. There goes your lost key. And then he said, never mind. I don't need the code. I don't need the code. I found it. It was under my shoes. That, those are the type of issues that I have at the house. It, minimal. And that's for, that's been the only issue from October to November. He just hit me up. Can I get a replacement key? Damn. And uh, Nicole mentioned the, the Facebook group. We have a private Facebook group for folks who have purchased the gold course. And I'll be honest, you know, that's been rocking and rolling for almost two years now. There's about 1500 people in there. Guys, you could literally, you could probably skip all the stuff in the gold course. <laughs> like we have, we do have a ton of material in there. You're going to need the contracts and stuff like that eventually. But Nicole, correct me if I'm wrong, but you could probably learn everything you need to know just through that group, right? Absolutely. But I like using both, but it's yeah. just, it's good because like we have key members in there that's just always talking. We've even had new people come in. It's like, hey, who is Johnny? Who is Johnny Trump? He answers a lot of questions. You would think he was a part of Group Home Riches. He's not. I think he's in Detroit and he just loves sharing information. We have another guy. He's a marketing something. He's like, look, y'all, click on this YouTube link for directly what you should be doing after you get your LLC to build business credit. We're a family in that group and we just share information. I love it. Yeah. The guys, we learn stuff from there. Like the security cameras, like that's just such a simple management technique. You know, looking back, I'm sure Andy probably would do that now, but it's gotten so cheap, right? Like how much, how much does your security system cost? Um, I pay $400 for four cameras. And Johnny had put in the group, hey, go on Amazon. They were on sale. Uh, I forgot what it was, what, what it was, but it was like Amazon was doing a sale. So now that I know I'm getting this next group homecoming, Black Friday is in what, two days? Guess what? I can't wait for them cameras to drop. I'm buying 12 of them because I know I'm going to do another three mobile, another three group homes. So I'm about to I'm about 12 at one time. Yeah. I mean, once you start your marketing and things like that, the challenge that you want to have that like kind of you have now, you have the waiting list. It's about getting the properties, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like getting enough properties, getting enough beds for all these people blowing up your phone. And just to kind of, just to reiterate, you know, Nicole's story that she went through over on the interview, well, it's about just over the last year or two, right? Correct. Yeah. I just started mobile home investing in March, 2020. And now I found group home strategies because I screwed up in the beginning and I just had that home sitting there and I knew I had to do something with it. So this was a great exit strategy. Yep. And guys, don't worry about getting the houses filled. Like, well, where do I get all the material and stuff from? They have that in the course as well. But I found an app called Freebies, Freebie Stuff. Look in your store, your Android or Apple store. There is a purple icon and it says freebie alerts, I believe. 
I would get pinged every time it's something within a 30 mile radius. Sometimes I have to turn it off. It's too much. A lady gave me a brand new furniture set. She was going through a divorce. When I told her I was providing affordable housing, she gave me the living room set for free, the kitchen table for free. She gave me the microwave, the toaster, knives, fork. She gave me, I almost furnished the whole house with the exception of the bedrooms with just her house. And how much did it all cost me? $50 to get my handyman to take his trailer and load all the stuff up. Yep. I've had a couple coaching clients that have, they've literally started the business with no money down. Similar to how you negotiated with the owner of the park, you know, how you negotiated, you know, just so you're going to pay them a little bit more, right? We have a lot of people that partner with landlords. Remember what we said earlier, guys, most landlords are only making two or 300 bucks per month on a good month. (laughs) If you can offer to pay, you know, maybe you pay them $200 extra just to allow them to use your property. Yeah, That's how we, we have a lot of people start by partnering with landlords after they hear all the advantages of this and the fact that you're going to be doing the footwork. And then we have a lot of people that they furnish the house for free people out there, you know, look what that lady did when she heard what you were doing. Everybody wants to help, right? Everybody sees these people that, yep. that need help. So I see a lot of people, they, they get all their stuff furnished just by like posting on Facebook, letting friends and family know what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. how many people are out there moving and like, don't want to move all their furniture. It's a no brainer. Let's, I, get, let's, I get those yeah. alerts all the time. I get those yeah. alerts all the time. Yep. Cur- I call them curb alerts. <laughs> so rocking and rolling guys, this is a really inspiring story to listen to. And again, <laughs> like it sounds like she's talked about this long career path, right? But this was all these accomplishments were done in the last year guys. So let that sink in. (laughs) So you've learned kind of real estate investing, wholesaling on this group home strategy. What's the future look like for your business? Oh, maybe you didn't hear me earlier. I'm not going anywhere. I'm parked right here between mobile homes and group homes. I can't make money fast as I've done. And I've tried a lot of stuff, a ton of stuff. I've paid in many mentorships and it's just so, it's so funny to me. The cheapest program I bought has bought me almost as much, about the same amount of money as mobile home investing. Mobile home investing, I made six figures in one year and less than a year. And I know group homes in this strategy. And by, if, if I check in with you all by March, I should have at least another three. $3,000 for four houses a month, four, four mobile homes a month. That's unbelievable to me. It's life-changing money right there. It is life-changing. Yep. Just to leave my job, be able to take a nap in the middle of the day. I got so excited the other day. I was like, I am really walking around Harris Teeter at 11 a.m. looking at tomatoes, which do I want romaine? Or do I want the heirloom tomatoes? Like, I know that sounds funny, but I've never been able to just have that much free time where I could just go to the grocery store in the middle of the day. Hey, can can I comment on that? It is, it's really funny that you're saying that because I remember back in probably about 2007 and I've been running these group homes for a while, but 
I had gone so hard for probably two or three years, just like building them up like one after another, after another, because the minute that I started making a little bit of money with these group homes, I'm like, wow, this stuff works. I'm going to double down. And so I probably spent a good year and a half, two years, just taking my regular rental properties offline, converting them into group homes, taking them offline, converting them into group homes. And I, I do remember the exact same thing that happened to you happened to me. I remember going in, it was my, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, but we would go into to the grocery store middle of the afternoon. And I'm thinking to myself, holy Toledo, this is the best feeling I've ever had. Like <laughs> it's the most simple pleasure in the world, walking around Costco at one o'clock in the afternoon, knowing that I got piles of money coming in every morning. It, yep. it, it was it was unbelievable because up until then I was just used to working all the time. So yep. it's it's really funny that you said that because I experienced the exact same thing. Everybody who's listening, I can't wait to hear your interview and I want to hear your same story. Did you pick the heirloom or the romaine tomatoes during your midday Harris Teeter run? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Oh. oh man, that's great! Yeah, we I want to hear that too. Post in the group, email us once you guys get that first taste of freedom. You let us know what you pick in the grocery in the middle of the day. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man! All right, so guys, uh, we'll probably wrap it up here. I think that's a great way to end it. <laughs> You've heard us talk about the gold course, so if you're not a member or you know you're just finding us out there and on a podcast. Bare minimum, check us out at grouphomeriches.com. Sign up for the free training material. We have a ton of free info out there. These podcasts, YouTube, our mailing list, the blog, ton of free information out there. If this does sound like something that you want to get into, you want to change your life in the next year, like Nicole has, sign up for the gold course. It's only 179 bucks at the time of recording. We're going to jack that price up after Nicole has convinced us to. Just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, get that if you really want to streamline things. We also offer uh, coaching and website development. So check us out at grouphomeriches.com. Nicole, where can folks learn more about you? Where can they reach out to you? They can find me on Instagram at mobilehome underscore mommy. That's M-A-M-I, M-A-M-I, mobilehome underscore mommy. And you'll, you'll know it's me. Uh, I do all things on that page is mobile home investing. But yeah, that's that's how they can find me on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for not being selfish and sharing this information with others. I would have never known if it wasn't for you all. I greatly appreciate you all. Well, thank you for putting it to work. And the man that created it, Mr. Andy, do you have any parting words for the folks out there? Get out there, take action. I mean, it's real simple. Don't, I think like Nicole said, don't, be hemming and hawing, trying to do crypto and trying to do this and trying to do that. It's just, it doesn't work. You need to focus on one thing until you're successful. And then once you're successful at it, find some other things just like Nicole has, but that's what you got to do. And we're, we're here to tell you guys, I started this business with no money. I really didn't have any money at the time. I mean, I, I guess I did have real estate. I started with no money and then I got into real estate and then I started doing this and this business set me up. It was really my first monster cash flow stream. And the cash flow is is really what can can allow you to, to set set it and forget it in life. So get out there and do it. All right, beautiful. 
Cole, Eddie, thank you for joining me. We'll, we'll wrap it up there. And guys, we look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> which, which tomato are you going to pick? All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank and you. Bye.